Hi, everyone. This is That's Not Mindful. Meditations for people who hate meditating. I'm Jessica. I'm Diana. And today we are a little late, but we're going to talk about Groundhog Day, which I think is actually kind of funny that we're a little late. You know, shadow. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> um, yeah, sorry for the uh, um, lateness of it. But, you know, planning is something that, you know, would be mindful if we actually bothered to do it. So there you go. No, Let's that's okay. Listen, that's we're getting to it now. Learn. Also, I think it can be very mindful to forgive yourself. So yes, it, yes, it is. So Diana has this um, yoga class that we, when we teach um, weekly um, about the movie Groundhog's Day. And it was just definitely a mindful experience, even though, and I'll let her get into why she, she finds it a mindful movie. Um, but I found it very mindful because it was a story that we were telling the kids that's a true story. Uh, or not a true story, but it's not a movie. exactly a true story. It's a movie, so it it didn't really happen, but it happened. Somebody else wrote it. Um, I, love it yoga... kids, I love it when the kids ask if this happens in real this life. It happen in real life. But that's ask, what I love. They ask every year, did this really happen? Like, no, it's a movie. <laughs> but I think the years passed, there are a lot of kids who had seen it. And I was wondering if maybe that was sort of the COVID effect because we were home so much and you know, parents were just showing their kids movies that they like. I don't remember the kids ever knowing. I do. Before. I definitely do. Um, but it's a difference between um, the reaction we get when they've heard a story, like when we do Frozen, to a story that we did like Corduroy uh, mm -hmm. the week before and just this week, this class. Um, where they just get really excited. And so when they ask, is this a true story? It's it's actually the highest compliment because, you know, they're, they're you know, they, they, they're they into it. Like they're excited about it. They're interested. Oh, they're storytellers. But, you know, it's funny because um, when I teach, um, especially if I'm the lead teacher that day, like it's funny because you have to be present, but you can't be fully present because as the teacher, especially in a, in a fast-paced yoga class, uh, which is kind of an oxymoron, but not when you're dealing with it. <laughs> but in a, in a fast play, fast paced, high energy yoga class, um, you you can be present briefly, but then you're also, you have to worry about what's happening next. So it's not being completely present, right? Because it's like you're you're present, but then you're not present. But, well, you have, you have a job to do. So but, you still, well, right. yeah. So, but, you know, but I bring these moments in, like, so for example, about halfway through the class, like I stopped this time and it happened in all three classes. Um, I just stopped and I looked at the faces of the kids and they were all with me. Like even the kids, like, you know, there's always like a handful of kids who just don't want to participate in yoga. I'm like, fine. You sit on your mat. Like even those kids were like looking at me and their faces are like eager, like what's going to happen next. And, you know, and they start giggling and I just like take those little faces in and it's like, that's a very mindful moment for me. Yeah. Um, and especially well, like you said, storytelling follows a usually follows a pattern, right? Um, so you know, it's not surprising. I know you mentioned to me before that George Lucas was a yogi, right? Well, yes, but more importantly, importantly to Groundhog Day, Harold Ramis was a yogi. That's what um, I was getting at. Like, there are <laughs> formats that these, these storytellers follow, um, and some of them are actually very akin to what we do every day right we don't necessarily sit there and like i need to balance my chakras today although <laughs> so, <laughs> so you're getting ahead of me jessica so we were talking about uh earlier today we were actually talking about how the movie groundhog day which is one of my all-time favorite movies like funny enough i could watch that one over and over and over even though it's like the same day over and over but i could watch that movie over and over 
um, because I just love it, but it's also, it's, uh, and a lot of you probably didn't pick this up or maybe you did, but really the movie is about chakra balancing. Um, and I am so impressed with Harold Ramis for the way he worked that into this movie that, you know, you watch it, like it doesn't scream yoga to you, but it really is because, um, so just to take you through real quick, it starts out, Phil's at his TV station and he's telling you, you know, yeah, I'm interviewing at other bigger stations. I'm not going to stay here for long. And then he leaves that place. He leaves a place that he has no connection to. And he goes to another place to Puxitani where he hates to go. Like he complains about, he has to go there every year. Um, so what does that tell you about Phil? He has no roots. He's not tied down to anything. Um, so that, and that's an imbalance in the root chakra. Um, he gives a very lackluster news report about the groundhog. Um, he's very bored about it. Mm -hmm. you know, there's no creativity in it, which says a imbalance in the sacral chakra. Um, he's very cowardly. He doesn't take risks. He doesn't you know, put himself out there or anything. So imbalance in the solar plexus chakra. He's very closed off to people. He doesn't want to get to know anybody. He doesn't want to connect with anybody. He, he's not open to love. He doesn't know how to really love someone. Imbalance in the heart chakra. Um, he lies all the time. Like I love that bit with Nancy where he's like, hey, where'd you go to school? Like, who was your English teacher? And yeah, okay. <laughs> and he walks out and the next day, Nancy, oh my God. You remember me? I sat behind you and like, what's your name's class? <laughs> um, she could do this all day, by the way. <laughs> so I really, I wanted to watch the movie, but it was, on, it was a Friday. It was on yeah. all I'm very busy on Fridays that I couldn't watch it. Anyway, so um, yeah, you know, so he lies to get Nancy in bed and about a bunch of other things too. Um, you know, he, uh, um, you know, he, you know, he, he has no vision, like he's, he's not wise about anything. He's not looking to the future balance in the imbalance in the third eye chakra. And he's not, he's not connecting to the community. He's not getting to know anybody. There's nothing tying right. him to anything, which is an imbalance in the crown chakra. Um, so as you go through the movie, you see Phil balance his chakras, right? He becomes important in the community he starts you know he helps the old ladies change the tire he catches the boy who falls out of the tree he gets to know everybody he's laughing with everybody uh he's like the mayor of the city right like everybody knows phil so he's connected to the community he becomes a doctor he learn, uh you know he he learns to play piano i think the piano ties into something else but you know he studies he reads poetry he becomes wise balancing the third eye chakra. Um, he becomes more honest. He listens to people. Um, and, you know, that's also balancing the throat chakra because throat chakra, if you think of it as speaking the truth, but it's also hearing people too, like the ability to listen to people. So, um, and he really says, you know, he starts asking questions like, you know, like, hey, Larry, like, do you have kids? We never talk, like, which family, like, you know, he's, so he's balancing the throat chakra. He falls in love with Rita, like really, really loves Rita to the point where he just wants to do things that make her happy, not just get her up in his room. So right. that's the heart chakra, um, you know, he, uh, you know, he demonstrates bravery, right? He like, he catches the kid falling out of the tree. Um, I'm sure he does other things that are brave, kind of blanking now, yeah. but you know, uh, he becomes creative. He learns the piano. He learns to ice sculpt. Like he learns to do all these creative things. And at the end of the movie, he's like a jazz pianist and he's up on the stage and he's playing the piano. 
balancing the sacral chakra. And Jessica, do you remember the very last line of the movie? Um, we're gonna live here or something like that. Yeah, he wakes up with with Rita, and then it's tomorrow, and there's snow everywhere, and this is the town in the beginning of the movie. He hates it, and he can't wait to leave it. And now he says, "Let's live here," balancing his root chakra, creating roots and stability. Um, and security and I just uh, yay well done Harold Ramis like you know so that's but that's my larger point here is um, you know the greatest storytellers um, are directors like Harold Ramis um, and George Lucas um, and so they follow this formula this yogic formula right to to tap into these different energies right these different emotions of their of their audience so would you say <laughs> well, i don't think that it's all that all their movies are about uh chakra balancing not all movies no no i'm saying the greater storytellers they harness these kinds of formulas right well they um, that's them. what i'm trying to say what's that uh, well i think that there's i think that there's a formula for storytelling like especially an adventure story and there's a whole thing about um joseph campbell has like a whole thing on like you know of course of course but i guess what i'm trying to say is if you're if you are watching reason why i think that this movie connects with a lot of people and also connects with connected with our kids who had never heard it before um it's because it it sort of taps on those emotions for that. You know what I think people really connect with is the concept of the reformed sinner. Um, like even the kids, like when we, yeah. when, we do, when we do the class with the kids, I love that um, Phil decides to be naughty and we do all these like we act right. out scenarios where Phil's naughty and then like and, and of course like the day starts over so we're like hmm, what naughty things can we do today and we go do more naughty things and then every time the day started over they'd be like I hope he's naughty again well because that's, <laughs> then, that's the fun that's the funny part right <laughs> and then I, I'm not gonna lie I think they're a little disappointed when he decides to be nice <laughs> but I think that and this is you know well, like and as a woman, I think we all connect with like, oh, but I'm going to change him, right? We love, yeah. love it. We love it. And I know it's stereotypical. And But you know what? Totally guilty. Like, we love it when a bad boy becomes good. We love it when a bad boy falls in love and reforms himself, right? So, um, so note to self. I just want to add just to not give false ideas. Like, ladies, you cannot change them. They will not change because you want them to, but Phil changes on his own. Like he and it certainly, it certainly won't change on Groundhog's Day. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, eventually it does. And so the other thing, um, and this is the lesson that I teach the kids too, and, and this is really, I think, where the mindfulness comes in. Um, Groundhog Day is the same day, right? It's the same day, and Phil cannot change certain things, right? He can't change that it's always going to be Groundhog Day. Yes. He's always going to have a cold shower. The toaster's never going to work. It's always going to snow at the end of the day. Um, but what's the difference between that same day being the worst day ever, and it becomes the best day ever? So what's the difference? It's the attitude. Right, but what, you just you just answered my question from the beginning of this podcast, right? Oh, we're not gonna we're, we're not gonna we're not gonna sit there every day and be like, oh my god, my chakras are out of balance. I need to fix them. Oh my god! But we do say, you know, okay, this day is a little out of balance right now. Like I'm out of focus. I'm out of all these things. What can I do? What can I control? Like you said, 
to um, sort of redirect how this day goes, right? You can, only control, you can only control what you do and how you react to it, right? Because if something happens, like, you know, like if my, like when my daughter used to spill something, oh my God, it was like the world ended. It's like, you know. But the thing about it is, is, and I know a lot of people know this, and I know that we say it a lot, but in the spirit of saying something different that you might not know, but you wouldn't totally think about, um, that is what you do today, um, it, it does affect your tomorrow, right? And how you look at tomorrow. Um, you know, if you're going to bed with a, oh my God, I need to like, I'm so frazzled and I'm so this, well, then you're not going to sleep well, right? You're not going to sleep well. Right. Um, and or you're not going to have a, you know, restful sleep that you need to have no matter, you know, what you do. And the next day is going to be difficult as well, most likely because you're even more tired and it's just going to snowball on top of itself. Um, well, that's the, uh, I think that's the gift for uh, Phil for Groundhog Day is that like yesterday doesn't matter. Tomorrow doesn't matter. All we have is today. Um, so I'm um, going to I'm going to disagree with you on that a little bit, because I think that, you know, no matter what happened, yes, yesterday informs today for sure. But I think that to look at today mindfully, you have to start fresh, like at the end of Groundhog Day, where everything is covered with snow, like a blank page. Um, like today, today is today. Yesterday was yesterday. Yesterday was not good. Today is today. And what can I, I agree do? with you? I agree with you. And if you're like a really like, you know, in tune yogi, for sure. And and maybe Harold Ramis was, I believe that he was based upon what you say. But I think most people aren't like that. Most people go into the next day with whatever baggage they had from the day before. Well, yes, but I, what I'm telling you is to be mindful and to right. know, but, but, mindful but, you, but, but they don't, but they don't. So the idea oh, is to find something mindful at the end of your day. Right. So the, right. So, and the healthy thing is, so yes, it's very, actually, you know what I like to do at the end of the day, especially on a, on a bad day. Um, I think of three things. Well, you could say count your blessings. Um, but more, spe and this is more specifically, um, I used to tell my daughter, like, tell me three good things that happened to you today. Um, and they don't have to be like three huge things. They don't have to be things that like brought you immense happiness. Like, you know, sometimes like, you know what, everybody's home safe in their beds. Like, that's a good thing. So like, I, you know, and then experience gratitude for that, you know? So like, you know, I, uh, I didn't crash my car today. That's a good thing. Um, <laughs> you know, I, uh, you know, I had, um, I had enough food to eat today. I had clothes on my back today. Like those are good things. So like even on a day where like everything goes wrong and I gotta tell you like there have been days where like everything went wrong and like about halfway through the day it's just kind of like okay what else is gonna go wrong and then something else goes wrong yep that's about right and they're like what you know I just kind of I, I just wrong. like to I like and then that's a wonderful ritual um but you know for me it's actually I have a um a podcast called the sleepy bookshelf that I listen to and it's classical stories and short stories and poems and whatever um and the woman elizabeth who um hosts it has a very soothing voice and for me that is my separation between today and tomorrow um and now of course i'm always great to say i'm think that i'm grateful for you know you turn in the news and you're like oh my god i'm so grateful that that's not me you know um but for me that's just my physical separation from like one day to the next, kind of like how on Shabbat, right, we separate, you know, one thing from the other with Abdullah. 
right? For all our Jewish listeners that listen, like that's a physical thing that you separate day to day. This is a physical thing that I need to do to separate the day from tomorrow. Well, that's um, actually better than what I do because I usually just watch Netflix before I go to bed. <laughs> I think, so last night I was watching 1923. Did, I don't know if you watched that yet. I did. I did. I did. Yeah. So there's this scene where like, okay, he shoots an elephant because he had to. Male elephant was charging <laughs> him. Fine. So there's this huge dead elephant. And then he and his fiance are up a tree um, because they're like, all right, people are going to, animals are going to come and eat this elephant. And so a pack of lions come and they're not interested in the elephant and they're trying to like climb the tree to get to this two scrappy people. <laughs> I remember that part. Yeah. Yeah. And it was like bothering me so much. Like lions don't behave that way. And I was all riled up. But I said to my husband, I was like, but lions don't act that way. And I know things now. <laughs> like, so this is the portion of our podcast where Diana tells us what parts of movies that pissed her off. <laughs> I was so annoyed about it. I mean, I was all riled up before bed. <laughs> so maybe I should be watching more soothing things and, you know, not cowboy and hundred stories. <laughs> On that note, your homework this week is to find whatever it is that separates your day today, um, whether that be being grateful for things, which I think is wonderful, um, or maybe it's something more physical. That's totally up to you. But and, you know, and use the, using that, um, the second part of your homework is to uh, just, you know, look at yourself if you're having a bad day and say, how can I turn this around? How can I change my attitude so that this day becomes better? Because you can always turn the day around. And I think that's what Groundhog Day teaches. Turn that frown upside down. <laughs> that's <a good> start. <laughs> and sometimes that's all you need. <laughs> Everyone have a very mindful day. Hey, namaste. <laughs>